Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I am Obert. And guys, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but, uh, you know, sometimes, and I don't get me wrong, love my kids very much, but being able to go out without kids is actually quite quite pleasant. Yeah? I actually yeah. do know that because I go out with kids every time I leave my house. So, <laughs> I, Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't, know how, I don't have any experience to draw off of here. Um, I just go where I please. I just assume that you guys have children around you all the time because that is uh, how I assume everybody lives their life. <laughs> oh, man. No, we were able to actually have a grown-up date for once and uh oh, it nice. was, yeah it was it was very nice it was very nice i'm not gonna lie <laughs> being able to it was it was weird though like driving places and not worrying about the kid in the back seat or hearing like paw patrol behind me and like it was it was pretty cool it was pretty cool had some had some awesome beers um uh, which was which was awesome i had like a rinse and repeat uh simcoe and mosaic and it was like so good it was so good and it tasted extra good because there were no children around. Exactly. Turns, yes. Turns out beer tastes, tastes better. better when there's no kids. Beers taste better with no kids. Yes. But uh, yeah. So that was that was a, that was a good time. So what fun. did you do with your kids while you were out? Did you well, just you know, lock them in a playpen and throw them some crackers and say, "Have well, fun." CJ is probably old enough to babysit by now. Yeah, I think he's getting there. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's really you know once once they're three. They can watch basically any kid younger than them. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a Rugrats situation where like Angelica could talk to the babies, but still couldn't be understood by the adults. Exactly. Kind of the same thing. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. That's a good way of explaining it to me. (laughs) (laughs) So we, yeah, we just let CJ kind of, you're like, you're man of the house now. And he was all like, he was all like super spin and like spun around a lot. And I was like, he knows he <laughs> understand he gets it <laughs> oh man so, but yeah, so this that's... was a test to see if he could be the man of the house in case you ever like perished in a dog food accident well i would i would assume that i would perish in like a beer chugging contest yeah see something cool like that like i was fighting a, a decepticon or something yeah. <laughs> and uh I, I barely lost. Happens more I'll often say, than you, you know, think. It's a stale. It's a. Sta- it was actually a stalemate. We both. We both died at the same time. So you know, CJ needs to get prepared for that day <laughs> when I have to face off against Decepticons <laughs> and stuff. Does that make sense? Is that Marvel? Is Marvel that? Did I do Marvel? I think you did Transformers. <laughs> yeah. I Is think Marvel that's... not Transformers? They're not the same. Oh damn. No. One. One of these days. One of these days, I'll understand. Not today. Today's not the day. Now, during your date, did you did you go to a movie as well? Like, are you going to have something to talk about? Like, that's like pop culture-y reference? No. Spoil no. his handle here. Yeah, I know. Listen, I have one handle so far. <laughs> I have one handle. And it's a good one this time. Um, but, you know, I do want to thank the outpouring of fan mail we got about my amazing handle last week. <laughs> I mean, I've heard nothing but amazing things. Uh, the emails have been flowing in. Um about just i mean people revolutionized revolutionized cleaning in the house uh and a really a staple amongst their cabinet but a whole new level of of cleaning revolutionized yeah so i mean thousands of emails i i i, I was gonna do a mailbag but i don't think we i don't think we have enough time you know yeah, we have enough time it's unfortunate I, 
I had somebody tell me that after they've used that product, their house has never been dirtier. So congratulations on making people's houses dirty. <laughs> it's the dirtiest my house has ever been. <laughs> so, but yeah, to, that's to circle back to something else from last week too. I did finally find like a reason that like people should put their food outside and let it cool down before oh, they stick it in the okay. fridge. You know, we did hear some comments on this on the Discord. People this, people were on my side here. Yeah, well, none of those people gave me the reason that that made it connect in my mind. But apparently, you're supposed to leave your food out so, to where it's just above room temperature before you put it in the fridge. Because based on, like, older fridges, so, like, you know, 1990s fridges, um... It could have spoiled the the food in there because it could have it could have increased the temperature of the fridge as a whole and caused oh. some of the food that was already below uh, it gets the bacteria rest of the growing temperature too hot. to raise and then it would oh. cause bacteria to grow in your food. In today's like new fridges, if you have a fridge after like 2010, it's not really an issue anymore because they're normally powerful enough to drop the temperature of everything and hold. But I guess it really was an issue back in like the 80s and 90s. To where, like, leaving that stuff out and was a And 2000s, thing. it sounds like. <laughs> well, yeah. We're getting a whole decade there. Yeah, forget about that decade. Nobody cares about that decade. Well, I mean, that was when I learned how to cook and store food. So it was, a, you know, critical de- critical decade in my food cooling knowledge. So. But now That's we're two decades true, beyond yeah. that time. Like, the 2010s are oh, gone. We're in the 2020s now. Don't, don't even say that. Don't even tell me <laughs> the 2000s were two decades ago. Oh my god, that's unreal! You know, I actually had a a I wish I was over to moment. Uh, just just yesterday, I was loading up my beer fridge with warm beer, and I was like, "Oh, it's cold outside. I should have put this outside. I should have taken the Obert route." But you know, uh, alas, we live and we learn, and we yeah we uh, go back in time in refrigerator fridge technology and. Uh, <laughs> Put well, things outside. <laughs> I one last thing before we move on from this. I made a, a big old instant pot of chili today, and it's right sitting outside right now as we speak, cooling the, off. The stoop so. hobos are going to be so happy. They will. They're going <laughs> to love it. Yeah. The trick is to undercook the onions. <laughs> All right. So it's beer thirty, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby, indeed. Yes, yes, child. Yeah, so it's it's time to it's drink time, some beer. It's time to drink. It's time to drink some stuff, huh? Um, <laughs> you know what? Since I, since I played the music, I guess I'll just go first. Partly because I know Obert really wants to go and... It just makes me laugh that he has to wait another person. <sighs> well, let's hear it. Let's oh, boy. hear this beer review. Um, so this week I brought a beer called uh, Undivided by um, it's it's technically by Labyrinth Brewing Company. I I did get it for free from Adam, so thank you very much, Adam. Um, as you guys can see, it's a purple can. Nice. Uh, it says Undivided. It also has the Connecticut uh, Brewers Guild logo on it. So what this really is is I, I always can't pronounce this uh, this brewery's name but Ast- Aspatuck Aspatuck Brew Lab um is for- formulated brewed and selling an IPA in January 2021 they 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 did all this a month ago and will be donating a portion of the sales to the Connecticut Brewers Guild to help in its recovery from the COVID-19 shutdown 
Um, they invited all Connecticut breweries to join the effort and encouraged them to brew and sell their own version of Undivided and donate a portion of sales of the sales to the guild. Um, so what this is, is basically every time that, that one of these beers is sold, they donate a dollar of the proceeds from the beer or the, the four-pack to the uh, Brewers Guild, which is then helping to help some of the more affected breweries of the state um, from closing down. So it's kind of along the same lines as uh, Altogether or Black is Beautiful beer that we had uh, on all on, these, all on the podcast over the past year. But this is something just more local to Connecticut. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. So this is so a... So what kind um, of beer is it? So this is a... It's a Connecticut India Pale Ale. Um, it actually says Connecticut India Pale Ale on it and not New We're England. not even talking New England style. This is yeah. even more refined. We're, Correct. We've, <laughs> it's a Connecticut style IPA. Right. This is the first Connecticut IPA I've ever heard of, by the way. Yeah, this is also for me. Um, I've never heard of it before either. But if you go to Connecticut.beer, there's a website um, that's... Uh, there's a website for the the Connecticut Brewers Guild. So if you want to find out anywhere near you, all you Connecticut listeners, um, that's that has or any place around you that has this beer, or if you would like to learn a little bit more about this program, please go to Connecticut.beer for for more info. Or if you just want to learn about the Connecticut Brewers Guild. But what this IPA is, is so it's a Connecticut IPA, and it's with Azaka, Citra, Mosaic, Rakuu, and raspberries. Ooh. Um, nice. It's six point two percent ABV, and it's a raspberry IPA. I like it. Yeah. So that was a labyrinth edition. So I've had okay. I've had some of these undivided from other breweries. Uh, I had one from Back East. I had one from Thimble Island. Uh, this is the first one that I've had from Labyrinth. So we're gonna hear a live reaction right here. All right. So they did the the Brewer's Choice Fruit Edition. Correct. <laughs> so. I will show you this. Um, the it pours kind of guava-y colored. Yeah, it looks uh, so, like one of those fruit fruit smoothie beers. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit lighter than that. Um, it's pink. It's it it doesn't come across on the webcam as pink, but it is pink in person. Go check out the uh, the Instagram for a picture of it so you guys can see how pink it really is. Um, so it is pink on the nose. I don't get any raspberry smells. I get a lot of a lot of dank like hop smells. I, I mean, it's got to be. It, it doesn't really smell much like citra. It smells kind of more like mosaic um, with just that, that earthiness to it. So let's dive in. Right. As you can, Also, as you can see, the head is kind of sticking around, but it's kind of not as frothy as you would expect it to be. But that's it's okay. It's got fruit, so that's helping it dissipate. Yeah. Got fruit. We all got to get our servings every day. It's got fruit. It's multiplying. Okay. That is It's interesting. That's really good. Um, the raspberries are front and center on the taste. There's, you know, can't smell them at all, but they are right there, right on the palate as soon as you drink them. Um, it kind of fades off into a little bit more of like a, a incredibly bitter IPA. Uh, so Chris, this would be like right up your alley. It's just right. It's it's got like you know hundred IBUs. It's just it's it's bold. Nice. Um, nice, nice, nice. You know, it definitely has a little bit of sour tinge to it, which I guess is kind of from the raspberries. It wasn't. It doesn't advertise itself as a sour IPA, but it definitely has some sour IPA characteristics to it. Mm. Um, as far as other flavors I'm getting out of this, it's kind of just like a... It's kind of well hidden by the raspberry. It's kind of raspberry and then straight into bitterness all the way through. Um, this is this is good. Uh, you know, I wish there was more to say about it because it's, it's just kind of... It's kind of so overpowering with the raspberries. 
and the sourness that it kind of hides all the rest of the unique hop characters in this. Okay. Well, let um, me let me ask you this question. Uh, you said you had one from Thimble Island and one from Back East. Correct. How does it compare to those two? So those are different because they didn't have fruit in them. Um, okay. So it's very were they different. Sim- were they more similar to each other? Yes. So I would say that the one from Back East was very... It was... It was, I think it was even 5.8% ABV, so it was more sessionable. It was more crushable. It tasted a little bit more heavy and in, in like a malt-type backbone, which is kind of prevalent in most of Back East beers. You know, they tend to be a little bit more beer-flavored beers than right. uh, trying to not be beer-flavored beers. Uh, from Thimble Island, that was like a straight-up like New England-style IPA, haze bomb, tons of citra flavors. Uh, that was a really good beer. And that's what made me go out and like kind of uh, look around for these styles of beers elsewhere. So I, I, I know I had this somewhere else too, and I wasn't a fan of the one that I had in the other place. And I'm, I'm dr- completely drawing a blank on the brewery's name at the moment. Um, you so gotta get, I, you gotta, you should get an app where you can like log all the beers that you try. Yeah, I mean, I would go, <laughs> I would go look right now and untap, but I'd be afraid that I would like run by this rating and kind that's of blow up true. the game. That's a good um, point. So maybe at, maybe at the end of this episode you could tell us the forgettable one. Yeah, there but we I mean, go. We made we made this joke on our episode on our Brewer's Choice episode about we're gonna come up with a beer like this, but everything is Brewer's Choice, and that sounds like it's actually what they did. Yeah, I, I think they're <laughs> I think they're listening to us, and they're like, oh, this is it's a great idea, guys. So a- yeah. Aspatuck, uh, th- you know. Thanks for taking our idea and you know making it really really popular. Uh, as if I had to rank the ones that I've had, I would say that Thimble Island was probably the best of the, the best of the four that I've had. I'd put this one as second. Um, the Back East one is third, and the Unnamed Brewery as fourth. Um, Thimble Island was the best. Thimble Island. They, so I was shocked when I went to Thimble Island. They've changed. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe when I was back in Connecticut too. They don't. They're not terrible anymore. Well, that's good. I like, mean, they were awful. <laughs> yeah, they're really like they're they're up. They've like moved. They've improved. Um, the their beer hall is much better now too. It's it's massive. It's very light. And Chris, I remember I, I we went there at the same time. It was a very dark, dingy building that kind of looked like it would blow down with a stiff wind. From what I remember it being. I, I mean, I don't know. I I I didn't hate the space, but. The beer was just okay. It was fine. And then some of them were not good. But anyways, I'm glad that they... That was years ago, too. That was yeah. four or five years ago. It was, it was a long time ago. I think it was longer ago. than that. I think it was like six, seven years ago. It might it might have been. It might have been after Nick's wedding, honestly. That, but anyway, that sounds anyway, about that's right. a long time ago. That's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So they've definitely improved. Uh, they, they definitely have brewed the best undivided that I've had. Nice. Overall, this one's really good. Um, I wish it had a little bit more IPA flavor to it, it, but it definitely has a lot of good flavor to it. Um, It's just, you know, if you like raspberries and you like bitterness at the end, if that sounds like an IPA that's for you, I would definitely go research this. And I, you know, I have three more. I will be drinking them all um, and I'll enjoy them. It's just, I I think the raspberries kind of overpowered the beer a little bit, which is fine um, because some people like that type, that style. And it's kind of more fits with like a sour type of vibe. Um, overall, I'm going to give this beer a three, seven, five. Nice. Okay. Um, you know, solid, just not quite as good as one of the other ones I've had. Overall, I think untapped, it's probably going to have some light ratings to it because, you know, it's kind of a newer beer. Um, hopefully, so hopefully it has like an average, but I'm going to guess that it's probably at a three, eight, six. So you are right. 
47 check-ins. <laughs> um, and But you were wrong. You're over by a little bit. 3.73 is what, what it's showing on Untapped right now. So That's it's a, a little low. Surprisingly low for Labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they put they put out some bangers. So I don't know. But 47 check-ins. Uh, you That's, know, yeah. You can't, like I said, you, you, can't, you can't tell a good average with that low number. Yeah. No. And I think what might happen with this beer's average is that people might go in, kind of like me, and expecting an IPA. And yeah. while it is an IPA and very bitter on the back end, I think they may it, it may knock it down a few pegs because it's not quite what it, people would, might be expecting. And even though right. that's low for an average, that's right in line with what you rated it. So right, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Very good, Todd. Well, yeah. Ober, I, I don't want to make you wait anymore. Okay. Good. Very good. Cause, uh, it sounded like he was just going to take the ball and run. I was. I was. <laughs> um, yeah, so today, the day that we are recording this, February 22nd, 2021, it is National Margarita Day. And I uh, figured what better way to celebrate than making a margarita for the podcast. Now, I've nice. done traditional margarita before. I've done a couple of different variants on it way back in the beginning of the show. But I wanted to go a little fancy today. I came across this recipe on Instagram, and I made a blood orange margarita today, which Ooh, I'm super nice. excited, super excited to bring to the podcast. Um, so I have I have blood orange facts, and I have cocktail review. What order do you want them in? Well, first, I think the first order of business is to. <laughs> got to open up Thank that you. liquor cabinet. Thank you. We got to open up uh. that liquor cabinet. <laughs> How could I have forgotten? Yeah, that's a good point. This is one of Oprah's classic cocktails over here. Um, but while we're rummaging around the liquor cabinet, let me tell you a few things about a blood orange. Because sure. I don't really know. Have you guys ever eaten a blood orange or seen a blood orange? Uh, I've, I've seen them. I don't think I've had them, though. I think I've had drinks with them in it, but I've never like had a... like. I've never eaten one. Yeah, same. It tastes similar to an orange and but it's got red or bloody colored flesh um and that comes from a chemical known as oh now this is going to be a test of my how i could pronounce chemicals uh, <laughs> oh this is like the plant it's chrysanthemum uh which is from the presence of anthocyanin jeez so it's got it's got Chris and cyanide in it, is what I gather. It's yeah, yeah. The two cancel each other out. So um, it's actually I found this on another page. You know, the Wikipedia is not super helpful here, um, but it's it was a natural mutation of the orange. So someone one day just like found this growing, which is pretty wild to just be like, Wait, oh, what's up with that weird or that blood orange? So one day somebody was eating an orange and bit into it, and it was red. And they probably should. I like their to pants. imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> they bit into it like an apple, like you do an orange, and uh, yeah. yep. it was it was red on the inside. <laughs> I just like if you if you're the one who peeled the orange and you saw that it was blood red, right, like that. Would you try it, or would you be like, you know what, I'm not going to eat this? Hey, people tried a lot of weird stuff to get us where we are today, food wise. You know, very true. Somebody had to figure out that cow's milk is the best milk, and I don't know who did that. But <laughs> the best, hero, they tried a lot of different a hero, to, a hero to cereals everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Can you just imagine being the guy in the village where they're like, all right, Billy, eat this. Oh, he lived. Yeah. Okay, we can eat this. All right, Billy, eat this. All right, he died. All right, Steve, you're up. We're not going to eat that anymore. Yeah. But yeah, it just they taste 
kind of similar to a regular orange, except a little tart, more tart. Um, and yeah, like I said, I came across a couple of different uh, recipes on on Instagram. The one I followed, I'll put in the show notes. But it's just your traditional margarita, which, as we know, is a sour. So the three ingredients of any sour are citrus juice, your liquor, and um, your sweetener, which which for a margarita is lime juice is a citrus and the sweetener is a triple sec or an orange liqueur. So yeah, that's how you make a sour. And this is, I, the proportions I used is because triple sec is already like an orange based liqueur. I kind of tuned that down a little bit, um, because I'm adding orange juice. So I juiced one lime, one orange. I did one shot of triple sec and two shots of tequila. Cause I like my margaritas kind of strong. And, uh, as, As we I. said multiple times on the show, I'm a big fan of Reposado tequila, even though most margarita recipes you'll come across are going to say to use a silver tequila. Um, but uh, with that, let's, let's shake this guy up. Let's, let's go to Margarita Town, guys. Oh, but you know what I like? I like that you bring your own sound effects. You know, I try and make your job a little easier. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I used Grand Grand Gala as the uh, liqueur. Oh, I even even have a little bit extra. I can't even fit it all in the glass here. So that even makes it even more of a dark color. So look at this this beautiful drink here. It's like super red. Oh, Oh, wow. Wow. Very red. Very, very blood orangey. Yeah. Look like a Uh, vampire. I'm really happy with this one. One more, one more educational tip while we're still in the liquor cabinet here and i'm sure ted knows this being our fruit expert of the podcast but you want to pick a blood orange that's heavy for its size don't worry about the color on the outside the citrus citrus fruits you want them that's how you know they're nice and juicy is because they're dense they're heavy for their size so thick with five c's yes you want those thick (laughs) thick melons those thick 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 (laughs) melons yeah uh Oranges. Oh, I, I thought of something. By the way, I, I was trying to I was trying to say this, but um, drinking it down in Margarita Town—that's what it is. So, all right, that's what we're to, doing. To the, that's what I'm doing. To the to the to the to the tune of Margaritaville. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to get sued by uh, Sir Sir James Sir James Buffett. Okay, <laughs> never mind. We're gonna get sued anyway. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> oh. But all right. So without further ado, I'm gonna just jump right in. Drinking it down in Margarita Town. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's yummy. That's really good. The the blood orange, it almost tastes like Campari in a way. It really does add a very nice bitter compliment to your normal margarita recipe. Campari, um, huh? Yeah. Normally a margarita for me, it's it's tough. I almost gotta water it down. I shake it a long time or leave ice in the glass because if I make a margarita, it's Eat both sometimes too sour and too sweet, and my only re- recourse is to add more tequila, which is sometimes <laughs> a bad idea. So just adding a little bit more melted ice, add it, adding a little bit more water is not always the worst idea. I ha- I have um, a tip for you to, on how to get by with that because I okay. like you make my margaritas with extra booze. If you add like a half a shot of like agave nectar, it kind of adds yeah. a little bit more sweetness, and it you you don't have to water down your drink because you don't taste the booze. Well, so no, sometimes the issue I have is it's too sweet. It's sometimes I can have it both be too sweet and too sour. Um, 
with a normal margarita recipe. So I'm like, okay, I can't add more triple sec. I can't add more lime juice. I guess I'll just add more tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, using like a a lime seltzer also is a good way to water it down because it still gives you that lime flavor. And it gives a little bit of of that um, effervescence, you know? Mm -hmm. But this blood orange adds another layer. It adds that bitter bite, which really, I think, complements the existing ingredients in here really well. Man, this is this is really good. I um, you know, spoiler, I I made one before the podcast. Just uh, you know, quality control. I didn't want to come in here with a bad <laughs> recipe for you guys, but this one's even better. I don't know. I don't know That's what awesome. it is. I think the grand the grand gala, I used a different triple sec before. But um, man, if there was ever an Obert cocktail that got a five, this is it. I'll tell you what. It's uh That's awesome. It's yummy and it's also well, this is what I wanted to pull up on the Blood Orange page. It's peak blood orange season right now late february um let's see if i can find a a good source on when the season is on here i can safely say that you know being even though i'm the fruit spurt of the podcast i have never had a blood orange they're good for sure they're really tasty yeah so according to the spruceeats.com blood orange season is december through april they're definitely a shorter season than oranges yeah here's what where it says um they're easier to peel than other oranges, have fewer seeds, and a sweeter taste. Their season is from December through April, so they can be harder to find and more expensive than navel or other common oranges. But uh, yeah, I like them. It's a short season, so I'm all about seasonal beverages. You know, I like I like to stick with the season. So head on out I'm, there, folks. Pick up some blood oranges now while you can. Now I'm gonna have to go out and buy some more fruit. Yeah, maybe maybe that was your issue. You went. When you went and tried every one of every fruit, it wasn't blood orange season. Very possible. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen one of these in the store, so maybe they just don't exist in Connecticut. Yeah, I think you just gotta know. You gotta look for them. I think you gotta know. You guy. wouldn't. You would just walk by them. I gotta get a fruit and, kit because uh, <laughs> they're just right next to the oranges. They look like oranges. You know, they don't look any different on the outside. Sometimes some of them have a little bit of a darker skin, but again, you don't really need to go by that when you're buying them. Just you just want a really heavy blood orange. You want them to be dense. Um, that's how you know they're juicy and delicious. So, um, yeah, no untapped rating for me, uh, leaving man of the people, uh, you know, it sounds like Tud, Tud took a swing and a miss. So, so maybe Chris will have, have it tonight. Who knows? I hope so. I mean, I hope so. I mean, extended my lead. You know what I mean? So, uh, we do, we do have one update on the podcast. I did get a, a whiteboard specifically to keep track of our man of the people tally. So starting uh, after tonight's episode, I will be uh, keeping keeping track of our of our man of the people scores on here. Finally, and once we uh, hire a, a historian, uh, well, it's more of like a unpaid internship. Yeah, <laughs> hire is in quotes. Yeah, who wants an an internship that's unpaid and you don't get college credits? Email us at dawfpodcast.gmail.com. Yeah, I mean, we can't promise the college credits, but like. If someone Whatever. calls and asks if you were an intern, we'd say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not against lying to colleges. It's no big deal. Um, I feel like we fit in with the college atmosphere, too. We're, we're a drinking show. Like, college kids like to drink. Like, this is perfect fit. Yeah. Agriculture. I don't know. Fruits. <laughs> Fruit. Let's close that liquor cabinet and uh, move on over to, to Chris's review here. Oh, 
All right. I did want to say, though, that uh, before I let you go, Chris, I was partially inspired by that uh, Woody guy from around the horn with the whiteboard. So maybe I can can put like a little funny saying on uh, on for for you guys when we record every episode. Yeah. Yeah. I like that that your life has become improved by a giant whiteboard. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, how could it have gotten worse (laughs) from a giant whiteboard? I know, right? It seems like a good thing. Now you're going to hang it on the wall behind you, right? So what are you going to do when like you're on like a work call? Well, that's the thing is I could, I can use it to like draw stuff if I need to explain something on a work call. So So it'll be be like, what's, what's man of the people? Don't mind that. That's that's not the work. (laughs) Ignore the drawing of the goose. (laughs) Who is Chris? Who is Obert? And what is a tud? Uh, and why does Oprah have so many tally marks next to that name? I don't understand. Oh, I, I didn't realize we were keeping scores like golf, where we had the less tally marks was the better. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris is really good. Get extra whiteboard for all your tally marks, then. Bah, got him. <laughs> oh man, I'm have to. We're, we're gonna have to go back and like, it's if anybody seriously, if anybody's re-listening and wants to keep a tally. At least give us an updated tally. Please let us know. Or if someone's been keeping a tally, probably not. But you never know. <laughs> people have people have a lot of time on their hands, right? We could uh, go back and check. It wouldn't be that hard to just fast forward to Jordan's song and then... That's true. Go from, it's like we do have a good landmark in the episodes. Listen. But. Now, would we... I kind of like the idea of starting the, the just score start fresh. now with the, the whiteboard is here, you know? Start fresh. Okay. So we're not going to count the last two weeks where I won? Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) So I am taking another trip down memory lane. I think going back all the way to episode five um, with another repeat brewery. And uh, Fun fact, you can't listen to that episode. So is it really a repeat if you can't go back? You have to go to our website. You go to our website and or you go to podbean.com slash DAWF podcast. Anyway, we should really start. You know what? We should start uploading those to the Patreon. Also, thank you, patrons, because we love you. Um, we should upload those to the Patreon, just like as like a bonus. Like, hey, you don't have to go anywhere. You can just listen to it here. Um, That's right. Know. If you want our deep, <laughs> if you want our old, old beginning episodes, you got to go terrible. to Patreon. <laughs> yeah, terrible podcasts. <laughs> but which where all the inside jokes come from? It's, That's true. It's so it's so funny. We got them all in the first twenty episodes. And we and never all arguably the worst ones. So a <laughs> 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 hundred episodes ago, and uh, they're they're not they're not great. But anyway, this is a throwback. Uh, my mom is in town, and uh, she hails, of course, from Connecticut. So she brought me down some. Uh, uh, she her 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 trips are becoming themed. Every time she comes down, she brings like a slew of one type of beer, which I enjoy, or one brewery worth of beer. So this time, I have, including proper glassware, Beard Brewing Company. Ooh, Ooh you got a new glass too. I got a, I got a new glass. I got their their Oktoberfest type Stein uh, with the beard logo. And I have not had beard in a long time. So she did get me, I think, five or six, four packs of just solid beards, beard stuff. And this one I have not had, but I, I, I guess it was highly regarded when she went to the brewery. Um, and this is their Salute to 22, which is an IPA, 6.7% alcohol. Little like little like Navy guy right there is doing the dang thing. I think it's navy anyways so nice can art so yeah i haven't had 
uh, beard in a few years at least. I don't think. What are they salute? What is twenty two? What are we saluting to? I was we're, assuming we're that was the submarine number. Oh, maybe. Which I think is the USS Groton. Might be the USS Connecticut. I could find out. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm sure. I'm sure, the can might say. Hang on. It seems as though you it it goes to the Gary Sinise Foundation. Okay. Um, but it doesn't say what the 22 is. SSN 22 was USS Connecticut. Okay, so that must have been what that must be what it is. But it goes to the Gary Sinise Foundation. The 2020 Veterans Blend is com- comprised of five different Pacific Northwest grown hop varieties, including Idaho Seven and Mosaic hops. This blend provides a well balanced mix of tropical citrus and herbal aromas. Um, it seems as though it's something they do either yearly or partially yearly. I have a lot of head on this. So, so I'm like kind of waiting oh, for it holy to die. crap. There's a lot of head. A lot of head. It's not, it's not, the head is here. The head is here to stay, y'all. I'm going to have to drink through it. I'm going to have to drink through the head. This is when, this um, is when you add a beer mustache to your regular mustache. Kind of like a milk I'm gonna mustache. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. And you, I mean, and it's, it doesn't help that your glass is formulated to keep head on your beer because it's a, it's a stein. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe that's why. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why it's out of control. So I do get, uh, I do get some of that citrusy aroma that it's talking about. Some earthy stuff. Nothing too, nothing too pungent. But like I said, I'm sniffing through an inch and a half, to two inches ahead. So, it's, <laughs> so let's see how it, it's so bad. Like, how do you pour that let, bad? Let, I, I don't know. It might be the beer. Some of it's the beer. Sometimes I blame this on well, you see. not drinking till you were 21. Let's see what the, let's see what the beard, if what the beard has been doing, the last couple of years. All right, so it is it is good. I don't get as much citrus. I get some citrus, not as much as I was thinking. I definitely get more of the earthy, herbaly vibes out of this. But it did say Pacific Northwest, so that kind of makes sense as to the fact that it might be. Um, even though it's brand, it's not even it's branded as a regular IPA. So yeah, it's definitely more of a more of a a regular style. I mean, if you even look at it, it's a little hazy, but it's not like bright orange like you would normally see definitely more of a normal ipa it's it's filtered it is it is filtered it is filtered uh, we are getting a decent amount of uh herbal of the herb piney pininess some decent bitterness to it i mean maybe a tad bit of of something right on the front like an orange right on the front but it's very very slight i get way more of the the pininess way more pine which i don't dislike i mean honestly we have so many ipas on here that going back to like a, a more traditional style IPA or West Coast IPA is never a bad thing, I will say. Not my not my all-time favorite, but nothing too crazy. I'll warn you folks that don't like bitter beers might not be your beer. I get a decent a decent bite out of, out of it. Uh, and the other thing that I don't get is normally beard has like a very distinct aftertaste for me. I'm not getting that. So I don't know if it's just because it's filtered, so it's taking some of that stuff out. But I have some like dogs and boats and the Frankenberry in my fridge that uh, I'll have to jump back into because those are some of my all-time favorites from them. Also from your mom. Also from my mom. Yes, nice. she bought me like like I said like five or six four packs plus the mug. So oh, man, it's, I, yeah, I wonder. It's if... my birthday next month, so <laughs> she brought she brought me beer for my birthday. I I wonder if there's a lack of that like quote unquote flavor that you taste. Because they moved breweries. Like, they don't brew 
I don't think they brew in the old location anymore. They have a massive facility now in Groton versus the old place in Stonington. Yeah, I think you're right, Todd. I think they don't do much brewing at all out of the old place, but I didn't get a chance to go in there when I was back east. So Now, do they still have both locations or did they just move to the one? Yeah, they have both. I'm sure, like, if I had to guess and beard right in, um, my guess is they do, like, more experimental batches at the small one and then, like, the mass stuff at the big one. Yeah. That's what I would do if I was... uh, a multi-million dollar brewery <laughs> yeah like you'd still keep i mean no sense in not saving the sp- space you know if you still got the old space and you're not going to convert it all to uh you know seating you might as well still use the equipment that you have there you know right might as well yeah so yeah i mean it's a solid beer very good uh definitely something a little different than what that what we normally bring on the podcast but in a good way yeah i definitely um definitely maybe like an orange right out the front i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead lock that in lock in the orange flavor lock in an orange lock it in um i'm gonna give this a four it's good it's different than what i'm used than not what i'm used to but it's different than what i normally have but that's not always a bad thing solid beer very well made no no weird aftertaste or anything like that so it's it's a it's a solid four untapped probably i think it's gonna be around what i'm thinking so I will Maybe tell you a little bit higher. I'll tell you this: there are sixty-eight check-ins. Ooh. Oh, you hear oh. that, Chris? Sixty-eight. Oh, you know what that means? I gotta log it in right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the sixty-nine check-in. I'm gonna do it. I'm, well, I'm gonna do it after I guess. Um, and then I'll be the sixty-nine check-in. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so in that case, I think it's gonna be a four point zero five. Four point zero five. Thought it was gonna be I. I hope I didn't second guess myself. It's a, it's a little bit lower. It's a three point nine three. Ah, which, damn. Okay, okay. Which I believe makes us tied for man. Of the it people. is a tie. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're both point one two off. Are you sure? Are you sure? I don't think. I thought you were point one three off. I don't think so. What did you say? I said three point eight. Said, eight three point eight five or three point eight six. I don't remember. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta go back. We gotta go back and check the recording. For some reason, I thought you were point one three off, but I could be wrong. I may have miss. I may have misremembered. I think we're both point one two off. Well, I'm glad I changed it. I was gonna go higher. I'm glad you said there were sixty eight check-ins. By the way, I have to. Ch- I have to check this in real quick. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> because, I shot uh, myself in the foot, huh? I was gonna go a little higher. I'm not gonna look. Uh, salute to why two, twenty twenty. Okay, and actually, let's see if it changes after. No, no, it changes, you, you don't get to go back and change the rules. I didn't change the rules. I think I'm this means I'm man of the people. You're man of the people. <laughs> because I made such a good margarita, I get the man of the people award. You know what? I can't believe that I uh, forgot the brewery that I had the other undivided at. And it is Where was it? The, the best part is, is that it's the brewery that shall not be named. Therefore, I shall not name the brewery. Oh, were you there when you were at the? Were you was it the same trip as when you went to the? Um, yeah, Thimble Island. Yes. Oh, interesting. So, which so, one yeah. did it better? The 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 one from the brewery that shall not be named is the worst the cr- one. The I've cranky had. the cranky brewery. Yes, That's the worst one. The cranky brewery. Yeah. yeah, the one that doesn't sponsor my segment as to why I'm cranky. Um, they uh, they def- they definitely did the worst one. Oh, okay. Well, it's good you weren't missing much from them. Yeah. Not not much has changed with that brewery. They're still just as bad as ever. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, at least you went and did your due diligence. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bothered by not knowing who won, but uh, 
you know, when I go back and edit this episode, I'll be able to, I'll double check the numbers and I'll we, text you guys. If, and it'll be, it'll be right on the alone, board. Just put the mark on the, on the board for next week. It'll be right I'm, on the board next week. You'll see it right up behind me with a uh, tally mark. If you guys earned one, I think if you guys both tied, I don't think either of you get a tally. So <laughs> it'd, be one thing I, if you, I, it'd be one thing if you both tied at like 0.02 off, you know? Right. <laughs> I'd, right, right, I'd right. give you the tally then. Point one two, not not as good. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't remember. I don't. I thought it was point one three, but it, that might just be me wanting to be <laughs> to win. people again for the third week in a row. Uh, <laughs> Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have it's a liftoff. the countdown. Countdown. Yeah, everyone's favorite segment for the last <laughs> two of the last three weeks. That's right. Where we go through the countdown with Tud. We go, yeah, the countdown with Tud. We can't forget that important part where we go through a list and we hopefully get to one someday. And then that's the end of the countdown. We've no longer, we don't have anything else to count down. Well, then then <laughs> but, somebody uh, else has to bring something to count down. Yeah, on this edition of the countdown, uh, Tud, what are we? What are we counting down? So we are counting down VinePair.com's 25 most important IPAs right now. Um, as you recall, last week we ended off with number 16, which was uh, Pliny the Elder, which we all know that Obert hates and says I should not drink, and it's the worst beer on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that's what I remember that from tracks. last week, too. Yep. So uh, we're going to move to number 15 this week, which is Bell's uh, Brewery Two-Hearted, which I, okay. I believe we've all had. Yeah. Yep. Um, what, what makes this beer special according to this list is that it's now, um, distributed nationwide. Um, so for, for a long, long time, it was only distributed within Michigan and like the surrounding steel area of the country. Um, but now it is distributed countrywide. So you can get it from coast to coast or border to border, depending on what way you're looking at the the country, which puts it at number 15. Uh, there is... A Bell's beer um, that I've been trying to find. Putting an a, um, APB out there for you guys. Have you guys had the Hop Slam from them? I have, yes. No. Yeah. I um, I came across my my feed today, and I was like, oh, that looks really yummy. I, I got to try and find some. So if anyone knows where I can get some Hop Slam or can bring it to the podcast, please do, because I want to hear it. I want to hear all about it or taste it. I feel like I have some friends in Michigan that might be able to hook us up. So coming at number 14 is a bre- is a beer by Weldworks Brewing Company out of uh, Greeley, Colorado. It's called Juicy Bits, which I've heard of this beer before, but I've never I've had it. I've heard of the brewery. I've heard of the brewery as well, yes. it's It says, the, the quote is, Often intimidated and occasionally recreated by Weldworks, Juicy Bits is the New England IPA of the Southwest. It's, I don't, first of all, I don't know if I'd consider Colorado the Southwest, but it's the orange juice with pulp of IPAs packing mosaic citra and Eldorado hops into its feather soft smoothie like mouthfeel. It's also available in stores like Whole Foods on the West Coast, to, which to us in the East Coasters is basically like saying the Tooth Fairy is real, which I, I, don't, I don't understand this, this little paragraph. <laughs> I've been to my Whole Foods. My Whole Foods carries better beer than I would imagine that this beer is. Well, that's saying a lot, considering you never had it. Right. It's true. But when your Whole Foods carries Kent Falls, 
Oh, it's got a. I I got it up here on Untapped. It's got a four point two one average. Pretty good out of forty six thousand check ins. That is really good. Yeah, um, I've never seen it by me, but who knows? I'll keep an eye out. It's only two states away. Do you have a Whole Foods? <laughs> no, unfortunately, <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Well, asking, what's the cl- what's the closest Whole Foods? Believe it or not, this has already been a segment on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we decided it was like two hundred miles away in uh, uh, oh, Spokane or so. It's worth so. the drive, right? I mean, go find Maybe it. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, That's awesome. yeah. Maybe I'd be better off finding people closer to Greeley, Colorado, to send it to me. So could do that. So coming in at number 13 is a beer called Neon Green Relish by Hop Butcher for the World out of Darien, Illinois. Interesting. I've um, never heard of that place, that brewery, or that beer. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Me neither. Uh, or that state. Uh. It's it's described as zesty and herbal like a gin and tonic with baramot or lime. Then dank Ooh. as a wheel of brie before going back to the fruity berry notes. It's somewhere in between a pickle and a Danish. What the f? This is the strangest sounding beer on this list. So Wait, far. hold on. That is like such a broad horizon. Somewhere in between a pickle and a Danish. Those are like so far from each other that it could be literally anything. Yeah, they they, they go on to say it's exactly this bewildering and beguiling character that has hop obsessed beer drinkers hooked on the hop butcher. The Illinois brewery's consi- her constantly changing range of thick, juicy hazies is for those who like their flavors extreme. See, I'm sad we didn't go through this list on my before my drive across the country because I would have gone like 50 miles out of my way to try and track this down. Yeah, I, I think if, you need at to least drive if back. If I could go right? to this brewery, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to come back. This sounds like a Willy Wonka type situation. Like, this what brewery. is this beer? Pickles and Danishes? What is, oh, over, <laughs> a, as the liquor guy, what is Baramot? Bergamot? Bergamot. It's the thing that makes Earl Grey tea taste like Earl Grey. Uh, it's like wait, wait. orange oil, kind of. So ber- between bergamot and lime, is that is that as far off as I'm thinking it is, or is it very? Yeah. Is it citrus and citrus? No, it's it's. I mean, it's more like an earthy, orangey flavor. If I had to describe bergamot. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. If somebody lives. A listener lives in Darien, Illinois, or somewhere around Darien, Illinois, and can get this beer. Email us, dawfpodcast at gmail.com. Or Let's make this happen. Or hop on into the Discord. We'll make it worth your while. Yeah. Um, we'll make it worth your while. Wink, wink, wink. And is it wild or is it wild? When, when everyone other than Chris says that it's wild, and when Chris does it, it's wild. Okay. Chris will make I said it wild. Chris will make it wild. Yes, you said you said I mean, wild, I will. but you would make it wild. I would, yes. <laughs> I was I was gonna say I was like I said wild. At least I, I think oh I, I did. know. <laughs> but if anyone was gonna make it wild, it would be you. True, true story. Yes. Uh, so coming in at number twelve is one that I don't even have to read the description for. Uh, it's one that's near and dear to all three of our hearts, and that is uh, the ever famous OG original gangster. Drink it from the can. Drink it from the can, Hattie Topper. Drink it from the can. All right. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it is. Now we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> it comes in at number or number 12. Um, you know, it's it's a legend. There's no other way to describe it. Yeah. I think if this yep. list was written 
five years earlier, it would be higher, much higher than twelve. I I agree. Yeah, it would it would be top five yeah. pretty easily. I think. Um, you can get in Connecticut but I think now. I th- I think if it was written like seven to ten years earlier, I don't know how old Hattie is. It would be lower on the list. I think five years ago was like when it was the most most important beer, probably probably the most important beer in the country. Like the start, the rise of the New England IPA. I think you could argue Hetty was was the the granddaddy of that movement. Yeah, it um, went them, and then it went then it went sip of sunshine, and then it right. was everything else tried to play catch up. And now, unfortunately, those two beers are they're not even. I wouldn't even consider either one of them a, a New England IPA anymore. Like, yeah, they're old England IPAs. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're not. I mean, Mother if, England. They're not you know juicy haze bombs. I mean. Hetty Topper still has a decent amount of bitterness to it, as the sip of sunshine. It does. It does. Yeah. 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 Sip. Sip less so, but yeah, definitely uh, more piney uh, in the 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 Hetty Topper. Still amazing beers. I mean, you Absolutely. Can't, can't hate them. You know what? I'm gonna go out over the next couple weeks when I venture out to a package store, and I'm gonna get a four pack of Hetty Topper, and I'm gonna get a four pack of sip of sunshine because it's been way too long that this bring podcast- them both to the show, man. Yeah, it's yeah. been way too long. This podcast has been going on, and neither one of them have been on the podcast. Yeah, that's a that's. Are a we tragedy. sure about Sip of Sunshine? Are we sure Sip of Sunshine has not been on the podcast? I feel like it has. Been. I, well, I can one hundred percent tell you that Ship of Sunshine has not been on the podcast. <laughs> How okay, many ships could Sunshine ship? If a sh- Sunshine ship, ship, ship. I'm the right board right now. I'm writing on the right board. <laughs> Tud's bringing Sip and Hetty. Before yeah. the end of March, yep, it's up there now. Yeah, I, it's I mean, official. Squeak, it's gonna. Squeak, 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 I will say that's it's, my can, whiteboard sound effects. <laughs> I will say I can easily find sip of sunshine. Heady topper maybe a little bit more difficult, so you may have to give me a little bit more time on that one. But I will bring them both. Don't worry, it's on the whiteboard. I won't. Will not erase it until you drink it. <laughs> okay. Because I will. Yeah. I mean, that one. Even though it's in Connecticut and it's been here for months, I have yet to see it. In the wild, outside of like a restaurant. Yeah, I've heard that like places get it once every six weeks or so. It's I may not have to like take a, a trip consistently... to Vermont just to get it. Oh darn! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, damn it! How dare uh, how dare us? So coming in at number eleven, which is the final beer of the day. This one surprises me because I don't agree with this one on this list. And once I say it, you'll know exactly why. But but allow me. To read a little bit about the beer. And I'm going to let you guys guess what it is. If we were in a bind and the only tap handles in sight resembled red, white, or blue big beers or an orange-billed goose, this IPA we would choose every time. There's a consistency in its quality that is as dependable as it is hoppy and its recognizable hop character serves us a solid dosage of nostalgia too. With a good reason, this is the nation's top-selling IPA. Now, I'll give you one more hint. They are owned by Heineken. Yeah, it's Goose Island no, no. IPA. No, it said if there was, it said if it was only in a a tap that consisted of red, white, and blue beers and a stupid Goose Island head. Oh, were, that wasn't that yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. a beer. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I was so focused on that being the answer <laughs> that I was confused. Uh, that and I, that's owned by Anheuser Busch, not Heineken, by the way. Okay, so these guys are owned by Heineken. Uh-huh. What are you thinking, Chris? Uh, I was honestly thinking like Lagunitas, but I don't know if that's... I don't think they're owned by Heineken, though. Right. Over. do you have a guess? Well, I shot my shot with my or- my orange bill. Oh, okay. So, Chris is right. It is Lagunitas. 
Oh, I didn't yeah. know that they were. Uh, okay. I All thought right, they were let's independent. Go. Let's go. No, that's Stone. Stone is the independent so is it, one. Is it Little Something Something? No, it's just Lagunitas straight up IPA. IPA. I like, I like, I'll defend that one on the list. I don't think it belongs that high. At 11. Up. At 11. Uh, I don't 11? think it belongs at 11. Yeah. If it was at 25, no. I'd say, all right, it's really good. That it's widely sense. distributed. It's delicious. Yeah. But like also the subtle knock at Goose Island. I don't, I don't know what that was about too. Yeah. That's, that's what they wrote in their, in their list. I mean, I believe, I believe you. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I'd prefer Goose Island to Lagunitas. Oh, I don't. I don't at all. I yeah. like, I like Lagunitas. I'd go Lagunitas. Oh, oh. I mean, I like both of them. <laughs> See, I don't like Goose Island. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. didn't, I, did I not? I don't think I knew that. Well, more for me uh, in the zombie apocalypse, I guess. I mean, I, I like, will tell you I like the, their barrels, their uh, Bourbon County barrel series, but you know, they're, their normal nope op- you can't have it you can't have no. it anymore <laughs> no i have to <laughs> ship chris my barrel dish bourbon county stouts you have to drink all all lagunitas now no oh wait the other one no yeah no yeah, that's that was it yep that was it so j- just to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek of what's up next a lot of big hitters are coming up we've got uh at least two from vermont at least one from maine one from iowa one from oregon uh, a pair from Massachusetts, Colorado, and New York. And All then, right. Wow. And then California, if you can believe that, too. I can. I can. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of good beer out there. Well, I can't wait for the countdown to continue uh, one of right. these upcoming weeks. But we can't do it today because it's time that we pull out that frosty mug from the freezer. We fill it with um, citrus buying advice. Um Babysitting techniques for your three-year-old. <laughs> Cleaning products. You know, yeah, guitar learning, streams on Twitch, stuff like that. Um, Jordan, take us away to that, that magical place that uh, we like to call our 300 Frosty Mug of Wisdom. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of Wisdom! Drink. Mug of Wisdom! Finish that Lovato. Okay, well, it's that time that normally the the man of the people would uh, pick who gets to go first. But I think because I definitely wasn't man of the people, maybe I should have to go first. Sure. Yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> we'll that, that. that makes sense. That yeah. way, that makes sense. That makes sense. And the whiteboard will tell the tale next week. Yeah, when I get yeah. that little check mark next to my name, we're good. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, 
Well, I have a beverage for my handle this week. One thing we are all huge fans of on this podcast. And um, it's from a company known as Sparkling Botanicals. Um, This is something that I saw at my local grocery store the other day. I just picked up a single can of it and I was like, wow, this was really good. I had to, I immediately went onto their website and ordered a sampler case. And um, I'm very excited to, you know, when I went on their website to to order them, they had had, uh, cocktail recipes as well. So what this is, is they are steeped botanicals and sparkling water. So imagine iced tea seltzer in a way. Um, it's not super carbonated. It's got like kind of a more of a light carbonation. Um, I haven't tried them all yet. The one I ordered at, got at the store um, was the black lemon one, which was the closest to iced tea. But uh, it was really good. Um, I will say right away, though, they are very expensive. I The only reason I bought them was because they... they offered a, uh, a discount to sign up for like recurring shipments, which I'm going to cancel. And then they had like a new customer bonus of like $7 off. But, uh, but I was like, it was like three fifty for a single can at the store, which is a lot for a non-alcoholic beverage. That is a lot. A yeah, lot for, wow. wow. It's a lot for an alcoholic beverage too. Yeah. Um, that's, that's steep. Very steep. Um, but so far I tried the black lemon and I've tried the Shisandra berry. Both were really good. Um, uh, and actually, so yeah, Sparkling Botanicals is the website. There's a hyphen between there. But Rishi is like the company that makes the, I think like, I think they're a tea company. And I think that's like the name of the company behind the brand Sparkling Botanicals, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, mm. Yeah. So like I said, I, I when I ordered the, the mixed case, um, even with the, the case discount and... Those other discounts ended up being like twenty nine bucks for twelve of them, which is still a lot of money. So Yikes. right, damn, that's yeah, that's a lot. They're expensive, but I I will say this: like you can tell that there's a they use a lot of high quality ingredients. This isn't like a normal seltzer where they're using some essential oils from lime, limes or something like they're using lime oil or whatever. This is like you can tell they're they're like making some really high quality teas and turning them into canned seltzers, which is really cool. And um, I know some people wouldn't wouldn't balk at spending that much money for a really good beer with really good ingredients. So it um, it sounds similar to me, like like you know, drink that I drank on the last episode, but also a past handle um, hop tea, which is it, right. it sounds almost exactly the same. Yeah, mm. yeah, it is. And um, I like I said, I really enjoy. I, Clearly, I enjoyed it enough to to make the leap, and uh, you know, I wouldn't be on this show if I didn't really enjoy some beverages. But uh, that's where I'm coming from. So check it out, sparkling-botanicals.com. Um, you know, I could I could put there's they give me like a fifteen percent off thing with my first order, like one of those codes they throw in the shipment when you get it. You know what I mean? I'll put that in the the show notes as well, so maybe you can get fifteen percent off if you're into that kind of thing. Um, you know, check it out. Nice. I mean, very steep, but hey, yeah. always looking for non-alcoholic, a uh, non-alcoholic beverages. I'm, I'm yeah. looking at, yeah. I'm looking at the website right now, and it looks almost exactly like hop, like tea. the hop tea, huh? 
Um, except for yours is made with botanicals, and this one's made with tea. They're almost the same price, too, if that makes you feel any better, except for hop tea comes in a 16-ounce can, and uh, sparkling botanicals comes in a 12. Right, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, I know I know it's, it's steep, but, uh, you know, maybe you're somebody who drinks fresh-squeezed blood orange juice every morning, and you're like, hey, this sounds cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um but okay, so getting my handle out of the way, why don't we put this compliment sandwich together with Chris in the middle? Chris, why don't you share your uh, your handle for us this week? Okay, yeah. So I actually have one, and it's good Whoa. for once. Ooh. <laughs> I, let's, I mean, let Obert and I be the decider of if it's Maybe good Maybe we not. should put Tud in the middle then. I, You know, I always... Here's a little inside insight into... I always want to put Tud in the middle because he has to do all the outro stuff. So that is so true. It's like Ted. This way, Ted doesn't have to just do a monologue for for five minutes. Well, this. Um, I mean, I, mean is, I could do the outro. If this you is why I win, <laughs> man. The people all the time is because a I'm awesome, but b I know that people I don't want to hear me drone on for hours and hours and hours. Ted is listening to a different podcast. He listens to a different podcast. He's like, "See, I won." He's like, "Ted, you just got. You just listened to Joe Rogan. No, I won that one. That's the one I won." <laughs> <laughs> I swear to Aisha, I don't understand. I think I think we should do so. Chris, Chris, do your handle, and then I want to hear Chris do the outro. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've we've heard Chris do the outro. It's terrible, but okay. Stepping I, up, uh, stepping up to the plate. Listeners, grab, I apologize. Grab, I will hop in as soon as he starts to fail. <laughs> start to fail. Come on, now. I am a I am a online personality. I do this for it, a living. Not only is it an online po- personality, but he has an amazing handle this week. I do. I have a good one. Finally. So, as we talked about at the beginning of the episode, and I didn't want to disclose too much because it's the only handle I have, (laughs) I did go and experience a new uh, way of dining today, uh, and we went to the melting pot. Have any of you been to the melting pot? Yes. I thought you were going to say butt chugging. Butt chugging. Yes, that's 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 extra at the melting pot. <laughs> uh, Obert has. Okay, so this might not be a, a a good one for Obert, but maybe he could jump in and maybe say, "Wow, this is the greatest handle Chris has ever had," something like that. But uh, his words, not mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the melting pot is an all fondue restaurant. Um, and it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Like, oh no, you, you fun don't. You, Oh, dang. You got me. Uh, but it's it's pretty cool. Like, we went out and did the uh, – it's like big night out or something like that. And you have four courses. It starts off with, like, a cheese fondue, uh, which I did eat, by the way, you guys. I know I know everybody's thinking it. Everybody's wondering at home. Interesting. What, um, so y- what did you dip in the cheese? So you, you dip – there's, like, breads, uh, apples – uh, I think that was pretty much, it was apple and a lot of different types of bread. So like white bread, rye bread, pretzel bread. I, oh, and, uh, like, um, some assorted vegetables and you have like these little, it, they put it right on your, right on your table. There's like two burners. They put it in there, mix it all up. And they kind of like tell you how you're supposed to, how to eat. <laughs> so, um, but you have these long skewers, you stick them in. It's pretty cool. I mean, honestly, the peppers, I'm not going to lie. The, the, there was like bell peppers that were, that they served up. Those were solid in the cheese. Very good. Um, so, and then you get some salads. Salads is the next course. So, you know, just eat, eat your salad, Do you don't which dip, I normally don't like salad. You don't dip the salad in the cheese? 
No, no, no. There's no there's no salad dipping. Wait, but did they take the cheese away or could you have dipped it in the cheese if you really wanted to? If you really wanted to, you probably could have. You probably could have if, if you really wanted to. Does it come with like a um, ladle? Could you like you have ladled the cheese on top of your salad? My new uh, salad dressing. Liquid cheese. <laughs> cheese, melted cheese. No, there was no ladle. And then main course, it's basically just boiling broth. Um, and there and there's like a bunch of different flavors you can get. Like we did the Caribbean. It's called Mojo. It's like Caribbean. Then we did like a, a standard like beef broth. And uh, you have raw meats. So all your meats are raw and vegetables and everything. So you kind of like stick them in there and you let them cook. Um, you know, and we had like lobster and filet mignon and steaks and shrimp. It was really, it was really cool. And so you let them, you let them then, you, you know, it's kind of like, it's a whole experience. It's kind of cool. It sounds like um, you're doing and, the cooking at this place. Oh, no, a hundred percent. And I, I, that, I did, that was a hard pill to swallow. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm going out to dinner and I'm paying to cook my own food. That sounds like bullshit. But it but sounds hey. like you enjoyed it. No, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I mean, Dana's been asking me to go for like years and we've never gone. Now that we have a babysitter, we had a babysitter tonight. So we're like, you know what? We made CJ, the reservation. CJ stepped we up. <laughs> CJ stepped up. Yep. <laughs> he was the good brother we knew he could be. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, you kind of cook your own food, uh, vegetables and all that stuff. And then dessert comes and dessert is chocolate fondue. And uh, you get you get br- like cakes and well, like little little cake cubes and marshmallows and uh, fruit that you can dip inside this chocolate. And it was like, I, I've always been hesitant and I'm always hesitant to try new things. I think we've decided that yep. decided that's, that on the podcast. That's something we all know about Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was a lot of fun. Uh, and like our server was super awesome. She was she was fun and uh, funny. And hopefully she's listening to this podcast now. Because <laughs> I did uh, name her, drop the podcast. Gave her some stickers. <laughs> Yeah. And so hopefully she's listening now. But either way, uh it's a it was a fun time. Um a little pricey. I mean, you know, a dinner for two. Um it is a little bit pricey, so you know, if if you go, it's not going to be I'm sure there's cheaper options than what we got because I think we got like the most expensive thing. But um but it still it still is a little pricey, but it's fun. If you've never done it before, I highly suggest it. Uh I we will go back in some whenever whenever CJ <laughs> decides that when his can, schedule clears up again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when cj can uh, can watch the kids again and uh but yeah it was it was it was a really really good time so, so I'm, I'm glad we went and it was nice to do something adulty nice <laughs> so now while you're cooking all the meats and everything do they still leave the cheese yeah. there too can you like you dip the meat in the cheese if you want if you so wanted to if you have cheese left i'm sure you could we didn't have any cheese left the cheese was gone okay cheese was gone so it's like, you know, there's only a finite amount of cheese. <laughs> you can have cheese forever. It's not like you could just be like, can I get a refill on cheese? <laughs> but, oh, they had like a bunch of dipping sauces and stuff too, which were also pretty solid. So highly suggest it if you have a or a fondue, a melting pot or a fondue place around you. I highly suggest it. I will say, Dana said I have to say this on the podcast, but when she first told me about it, I thought it was like, fa- <laughs> like they put like fondue fountains on here. <laughs> it is not a fountain. It is a bowl of broth. It's not a fountain. That's what I thought it was. So, <laughs> damn, no was, cheese fountains cool. for us here on the podcast. No cheese fountains. No chocolate fountains. Just chocolate bowl. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun and it was very good. So, uh, you check like, it out. Excuse me, Miss. I believe there should be a fountain. Can you check yeah, out our um, we, 
<laughs> we got we got the fountain one. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I used. I went. I used to go to the melting pot for Valentine's Day every year, but uh, oh, have not had done that tradition for a while. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a cool place. You are paying a lot of money to cook your own food, where you yep. could just buy a fondue set for much cheaper. Um, have your date at home, but it, it's part of the experience of going out. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a fun thing to do, especially with, with other people. It'd be like a great double date activity if you had like a set of like four people. You know, it's a good time. That would be that would be next time we're going. We're coming up in Connecticut in September, so there we me, go. Me, Tud, me, me, and the Tuds. Me, Tud, Caitlin, and Dana. Yeah. That works. I, I <laughs> those, think there's those are the two couples. It's Pro- Providence Place Mall, right? Frozen. Over. Yep. There's another one also in. Um, Stanford or something. I went to that one as I mean, well. We could we could probably go to the one in Stanford. There's a they were brewery. about the same distance away from me. A so. few good breweries down in the Stanford area too, like uh, Lock City. Yeah. Like we could do it. Not Lock City. Uh, we'll whatever the hell Stanford. We'll is figure. We'll figure something. We'll, we'll figure. We'll figure. Not out. quite Dawn Power Wash level of handle, <laughs> but pretty good one nonetheless, Chris. Hey, listen. I was excited about it. I I I understood it. <laughs> it was new. Well. Dawn was new too, so you know they got that going. Anywho, uh, so Tud, you fill up. So what do we have? What do we have so far? We have <laughs> what's the, we have sparkling botanicals have at the bottom, spark- and then a layer yep. of cheese broth and chocolate, and then we have whatever Tud's <laughs> gonna fill in here. All right. So my handle this week is a game that uh, just came out on Steam not too long ago, and actually both Obert and I have bought it and have had a. Uh, the ability to play it together and have done so, um, and it's a game called Valheim, which it's it's a, I, it, I guess I would kind of describe it as like a like a MMORPG like light where you can play offline by yourself or you can play with fr- you can play with up to ten friends and basically you're you're put into a procedurally generated world where you play as a Viking that has died and gone into the fourth layer of whatever the heck Valhalla, the, yeah the fourth yeah the fourth layer of Valhalla called Valheim. And in this game, basically, it's it's like Don't Starve meets Ultima Online meets World of Warcraft all in one nice little bow. Um, it is early access, so there are some bugginess to it. But, like, it's not buggy, but there's some, like, quirks to the game, I guess is the better way to say it. Very playable, but you can tell they're going to change some things. Correct. The world is massive. At one point, Obert zoomed all the way out on the world and said, Oh, hey, go check out how big this world is. And it is it is a massive game map. <laughs> we had been playing for like three hours, and we had like scroll- seen like less than 1% of the map. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And basically, the entire goal was like you can build bases and... It's like the the construction model is kind of like Fortnite with you know things just kind of appear and you can kind of just take them down and uh, there's there's bad guys and there's there's missions to follow but you have to kind of work to find those missions because if you don't walk to the certain place as Obert learned you don't get the mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the um the whole base building thing like. You said definitely Fortnite feels in terms of like the walls and stuff you can build, but it had very much the vibe of if you wanted to build like a gigantic Viking hall, you definitely could. Which like would be Minecraft really kind of. Yeah. And then with like some terraria built in too, because like you can like dig holes and like For sure. find caverns yeah. and stuff like that. It's it's a really cool blend of a lot of different games. 
Um, it's $20, early access on Steam. Uh, go get it, and if you do get it, drop your uh, Steam handle into the Discord. You know, if there's 10 of us, we can all play on the same map, and we can all explore together. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, we should play on Chris's uh, stream sometime. We could do that. That'd be fun. We could. I mean, we've talked about streaming this podcast. Oh. But, I mean, <laughs> That'd also Chris, be fun. This, this seems like something you should buy, and, like, you know, I know you have a stream coming up tomorrow and also on thursday the day this drops and on sunday i mean we could find some time to play this game i know i don't know how my people would think i don't know what my people would think without the without the shiny hunting you know the the shinies Uh, that need hunting and someone's got to do it someone's got to do it and uh god gosh darn it i'm just stepping up to the stepping up to the plate (laughs) but i mean if we did it there's also vikings that need vikinging and viking and yeah and ted and i are there for that yeah, and I will say, I have seen Valheim. It's it's growing in popularity on Twitch. I've seen a few streamers that have been playing it. You so. could catch the wave and be like the top Valheim streamer. There you go. There you go. Yeah. See, beard, beard dad as the Viking. It's not, I guess, much of a stretch. No. I have a beard. You already got the beard. So. <laughs> and you can beer. come join. You can come join the DAWF podcast server, and we can all conquer the world <laughs> together and right? build a kick-ass Viking hall. That's true. Nice. I, I, I may or may not have built a raft. Very nice. To sail the high seas. Isn't that the game Raft? That's, the, that's a crossover. <laughs> well, it's a Viking game, so you eventually got to build like the Viking ship, but so far I have a raft. Uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. And with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. We first like to start by thanking the breweries that provided the beers. I'd like to go first with thanking Beard Brewing for their Salute to 22 IPA. And I will thank Labyrinth for their undivided Connecticut IPA with raspberries. I want to thank Blood Oranges for existing, number one. And number two, I want to thank <laughs> I want to thank Instagram for making up fake holidays like National Margarita Day. Um, thank you, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Margaritas, for being Margarita. Yeah, thank you, Margaritas, number three. <laughs> make sure you follow us on all social medias uh that includes instagram that's that's a big one instagram gets to see our lovely faces untapped you can see what we're drinking sometimes maybe twitter go ahead why not facebook we're there patreon hey we have a patreon y'all uh gonna try and uh do something i don't know what we're doing with patreon to be honest so we're we're (laughs) we're gonna do stuff our old ones our oldies and our goodies up there oldies and goodies at least and potentially the the unheard episode Oh really? Oh God, that's. I don't think. I don't think three fourths of an episode. Cut the mic. Cut the it's mic. A, it's a good episode, <laughs> minus missing a fourth or fourth of the podcast. It's a. It, it was a great episode, but it's for us. It's for us only. Episode one twenty, forever in our 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 brains and hearts. Listen, patrons or listeners, if you want to hear the undisclosed episode, just go subscribe to Patreon. If we get enough patrons, then they'll have to listen to me and put the episode up. No. That's not true. <laughs> you know what? You know what it would be like. It would be like, "Hey, why did the chicken cross the road?" And then it's like six seconds of silence, and then it's like two people <laughs> laughing. Like that's not that. No one wants to hear that. No one wants like, to hear that. It sounds like a good one. <laughs> oh man! Uh, make sure you're hitting up that email dawpodcast at gmail Send us anything. You know, comments, concerns, questions beer recommendations breakfasts i'm gonna say that for tud 
if and if you have any song song sounding beers or beer sounding songs, you can send that over to beerdadgamer at gmail.com uh, because we're gonna try and dip our toes back into song or beer. Which is still the working title, but still, it is what it is. Uh, uh, Discord, of course, we're on Discord, so jump in there. Uh, we have some fun talking about that. Also, if you're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash beardagamer, it's awesome. A lot of fun. Also, make sure you head over to iTunes, leave, leave us a five-star rating um, and a review, and also make sure you tell your friends. And so there you go. Tell your friends. Seeing as I had to pick up the ball and, and finish and cross this cross the finish line for Chris, uh, my name's. I Doug. guess he did. He did pretty good, though. He did pretty good. He did good. I mean, it was it was like honestly the best three quarters. No, of a, of an outro we've ever had. That's not true. I have. There's recording on our new episodes where you guys both admit. Yeah, we kind of missed Todd doing the outro because it's difficult to do. Well, that's why he said three quarters because seventy five percent is less than a hundred percent, which is was, what you are. He's trying to true. He's trying to steal my thunder. I don't, I don't like it. No, I mean, I just like like I did that three quarters better than any other three quarters, but you you do the hundred percent a little better. See, it's not. No, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that, uh, my name's Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. At least I have that to 100%. That is true. <laughs> you're very good at say, you're At least I can say our catchphrase with 100% accuracy. <laughs> there you go. 10 out of 10 would recommend. And remember, if you're Obert, alone drink, friends with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. 99 out of 100. <laughs> Still pretty good. <laughs> I gotta go find more of these undivided. I just want that crazy Indiana beer. Yeah! Pickle Relic Beyond Beyond Oh, yeah! Beer that's. If if zero is water and 100 is pickle, this beer is like 135. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the Tud scale Uh, would be all over the place with that beer.